You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Hey, welcome into the program. Big Noon Sports presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Appreciate you folks dialing us in. Got uh, some very interesting guests. Mick Gillespie, you're familiar with his work. And also uh, Kip Tyner, who is uh, very well known in the Tuscaloosa area. Uh, as a news guy back when uh, he and I worked together in radio and television. And uh, he's got an interesting, uh, interesting story to share with us concerning Tiger Woods. And he will join us in the second hour. But anyway, Lars, I would talk about the weather, but nobody's doing anything about it. It's just hot. The heat index is uh, up around 110, I guess, 105, something like that today. But um, you braved the elements yesterday. Did you play 18 holes in this stuff? I did. Uh, me and a, a good friend, Matt Crane, uh, we, right after the show, went out to Farm Links, which is uh, just outside of Silicaga, and just an absolutely beautiful, gorgeous facility. Um, uh, they have a, uh, they've just recently built a, a, a hotel, a small hotel that you can stay in. And uh, we got out there at about uh, 3.30 and uh, we were able to get in 18 holes. Um, proud to say, I I've been coaching my son, Lincoln, right? And, uh, and so I haven't really played adult golf for a little while. Lincoln is eight and we're actually gonna play again today, <laughs> right after the show. Uh, we are just gonna get, uh, be soaked with sweat, but yeah, I was able to shoot a. I was able to shoot a eighty-one yesterday, wow, and, you uh, well. and, I, and I couldn't couldn't make a putt to save my life. Uh, and uh, my buddy Matt shot a seventy-eight, and uh, man, it was just it was so much fun getting back out there. And and um, Matt brought his drone, and so what is the iconic par three? Uh, it's uh, where's it's like a five hundred foot drop or something, three hundred yeah. foot drop. I think it's number five or six and uh he had his drone going and it was playing uh with the slope about 148 and uh man i i hit a eight iron and just stuck it about uh about a foot away from the pin and Whoa. And, and and matt got it he got it all on tape with the drone and I, I sent it to my son, and uh, he now he thinks his dad is a professional golfer, which is the farthest thing from the truth. Well, with that but, shot, you were. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody uh, gets lucky every once in a while, but uh, gosh, it, it was so much fun. But I'm telling you, Matt, it was so hot. It was so hot, and, and I'm not in the greatest shape in the world. And I was, and Matt's a personal trainer or a trainer. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm just absolutely, you know, dripping and, and Matt's like barely, you know, uh, barely broken a sweat. And, uh, but it had to have been, the heat index had to have been north of a hundred, but boy, it was just so much fun being out there. And then we ended up staying the night and, uh, and had a really nice meal and, and then this morning, uh, just getting up to the sunset and, or I'm sorry, the sunrise, just uh, over, just such a beautiful part of Alabama, and uh, it just made me fall in love with golf all over again. And you know how much I love golf, but yeah. oh my gosh, it was it was just uh, absolutely uh, fantastic, and uh, certainly can't wait for one day to take take my son Lincoln out there. It's not cheap. It's not cheap, 
but uh, it, it's well worth it. And I, I think Farm Links may have ascended to number one uh, on my uh, list of favorite courses in Alabama. I really love RTJ Oxmore Valley here in uh, here in uh, uh, Birmingham, especially the the Ridge course. But uh, boy, when you when if you're willing to you know spend some money, uh, but and we did get a twilight rate, but it was still. Uh, uh, over a hundred bucks, uh, well over a hundred bucks. Um, but it was, it was just awesome. Awesome. Just to ha- had so much fun and it, it was just something I, I really needed, right? You just need to get out and just forget about all your worries for a while. That is the great thing about golf. And, and I hadn't had a chance to catch up with Matt for a long time. And I, I've said this so many, so many times that, golf is as much about the social component as it is about the actual playing of the game and it was just it was terrific to to spend so much time with a a good friend who uh, i kind of lost touch with and uh just everything was uh just magnificent so we'll have to get out there sometime matt it was uh it was fun it was fun speaking of money uh, on a much higher level um the NIL with Arch Manning and, and what he has uh, done with Texas is what NIL should be. And then it also the player representing, this is the way you ought to be. Arch Manning has signed a deal, his first NIL since uh, leaving high school and headed to Texas. But um, he has signed a deal, an exclusive deal with Panini American Trading Cards. And... That's what it's about, name, image, likeness. And Arch has gone as far as to sign a few of these cards. Um, You can go online, I think, at Panini America and find out how you can uh, enter to try and win one of these. But the money that uh, they are going to make for the first round of cards with Arch um, is going to go straight to charity. Um, Arch, I'm sure, designated it that way. Uh, I, th- I think that is a very, very cool way to start your NIL. Uh, I hearken back to what I just said literally 60 seconds ago. That's what NIL is. Uh, it's not some huge booster that's just going to hand you money when you sign. Um, it's about name, image, and likeness. And if we could pull this whole deal back and get down to its uh, original intent, maybe Arch Manning is going to start us in that direction. <coughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what right. I was talking about. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into uh, the details of the bill that was finally released by uh, Senator Tuberville and Senator Manchin about this very issue. But, um, yeah, so Arch Manning... He's about ready to begin his second semester at Texas. Remember, he enrolled uh, for the spring semester uh, uh, about six months ago. And um, he, right now, if he doesn't take a red shirt, and I, I don't know if he will or not, he, I doubt they'll play him in more than four games just so if he wants to he can keep that extra year of eligibility although nobody expects him if he's anywhere near as good as we think he's going to be no one expects him to stick around uh for his senior year but um this season he's going to serve as third string uh and so obviously because of his last name 
there's a lot of money that he can make in college. But back in April, um, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach of Texas, he said that Arch was not accepting any NI deals right now. And his family agreed that he would not sign any NIL deals until he was named the starter. But this is different. This is different because he's signing with uh, Panini America, as you said, and it's a trading card company. And they recently signed Quinn Ewers to a similar deal. And they've also been partnered with the Manning Passing Academy for a while. So the Manning family is familiar with Panini America. And um, and as part of the deal, Panini has released a uh, one of a, a, a already released a, a black uh, autographed card, and I'm looking at a picture of it. It's really cool, and this card is up for auction on Panini's website. And last I looked, uh, the bidding for this one card was already over thirty thousand dollars. Wow, thirty thousand dollars and the bidding's going to be open until saturday uh 8 p.m central but here's the catch arch manning's not going to get a single dime from the auction uh all the proceeds are going to go as you mentioned to a charity and the charity is uh, saint david's foundation and it's one of the largest health foundations in the united states and supports uh a five county area around uh, austin texas And what's kind of cool, too, is if you win the auction, you're not just going to get the trading card. You're going to get um, a meet and greet with Arch. Uh, You're going to be able to, uh, you know, have a game of catch with Arch. I mean, how cool would that be? Like, if if I could ever uh, afford this (laughs) and have Arch Manning, you know, have a game of catch with Lincoln. uh, And that's really cool. And... uh, and so, you know, the, the fact that, uh, that again, he, he's signing this NIL deal when he said he wasn't going to sign anything uh, until he became a starter, I, I don't think that's really relevant because, he, again, he's not getting a, a dime from this. It's just a, a way to use your name, image, and likeness to help others. I love it. I love everything about this deal. And you, you and I, uh, we do a podcast and we riffed for about 10 minutes about how much we love football cards. And we won't go down that same rabbit hole right now. But uh, it, it's just, it, it's it's neat that, uh, that, you know, maybe Arch Manning is going to be on the forefront of making football cards cool again. Because uh, I'm telling you, my, I'm trying to get my kids into football cards, and they are really hard to find. They are really hard to find. And it used to be, Matt, as you know, because you used to collect baseball and football cards. Uh, they were at every, you know, every grocery store, every uh, uh, drugstore, you know, in, in town. And, and now um, the only place I can find them in Birmingham is, is really like at Academy Sports. And, and, and at Walmart, that's it. Um, I found some a couple of years ago, believe it or not. <laughs> Must have been some mismatch or overorder. I found a bunch of them at Dollar Tree. And man, I scooped up. Oh man, that talk about—that's like scoring the mother load. I just, Holy cow! I couldn't believe it. And most of them were really bad cars. I can't even remember. <laughs> um, but it was really, really cool. I mean, I—I I was ten again. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and it, 
as we went into a little earlier, uh, man, it brings back such wonderful, warm, well, not this warm, um, childhood <laughs> memories. You playing, uh, you know, trading them with your friends and uh, the players you didn't like. You ended up uh, in the spokes of my bicycle. So I'm not going to go into that because I think I threw away several thousand dollars because I didn't like Pete Rose. But anyway, uh, more money talk in the world of sports. And Lars saw it coming. In fact, he brought it up yesterday. So we will uh, look back into his crystal ball on the other side of the break as you listen to Big Noon Sports. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to r and and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very hot summer afternoon. The sky mostly sunny. The high today, 97. Fair tonight, the low 74. And the sizzling weather continues tomorrow and Friday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 95 and 98. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. And we are presented by Ailey Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Also, Laurie Thompson uh, with Advantage. And uh, she is the Bama broker. And uh, got to include Reagan. Just heard him on the air just a second ago. Is uh, the uh, cigar and bourbon bar that he has in downtown Birmingham is something special. It Been is there really good. Quite a yep. few times myself because uh, uh, I like a good stick and. Uh, I think everybody in the world knows that in my older age, I've really become a, a big fan of some uh, brown water, not scotch, bourbon. Anyway, um, yesterday you said who's going to be the first billion-dollar athlete, and today a proposal has been issued to Killian Mbappe. Did I get it? Mbappe, I believe. Mbappe. Yeah. Um, $1.1 billion to play soccer for a Saudi team. Um, that's just, that's not generational or life-changing money. I mean, it's just, it's hard to believe, even though you could see it, you could see it coming, and it is, it's been proposed, and I think he'll take it. Um, and while Lars brought this up yesterday, just started thinking, how far are we from like an American athlete, a football, baseball, basketball guy that's going to be signed for a billion dollars. Um, it was in my lifetime and not too long ago that franchises themselves weren't worth a billion dollars. So <laughs> now um, if Joe Burrow was to get a billion dollar contract, would that include part of the Bengals? <laughs> I mean, does he get part of ownership? Uh, I, I know that's been done in the past, but you would have to have a pretty strong crystal ball to figure out what player will become the United States billion-dollar athlete. But just for kicks and giggles here on a steamy Wednesday, 
Would it be Joe Burrow? You got anybody there? Um, I think it would probably be in the NBA or golf. Like, so this is a, a according to Sportico, which is a, a, a I think a, a very good website that that tracks salaries and. Right now, if you just uh, for in inflation adjusted earnings, and this is career earnings with everything involved with sports, like right? sponsors, salary, and I know for Mbappe, we're just talking salary, but let me give you the, the, the top seven of all time, top eight. Uh, number one is Michael Jordan, 3.3 billion. Uh, number two, Tiger Woods, $2.5 billion. Number three, this is interesting, Arnold Palmer, $1.7 billion. Number four, Jack Nicklaus, $1.6 billion. Number five is Ronaldo, soccer player, $1.5 bill, uh, billion. Number six is LeBron James, and we're going to talk more about Le- LeBron James later at $1.5 billion as well. Seven is Lionel Messi. Uh, a terrific soccer player who had an amazing, amazing debut the other night. Uh, and we haven't gotten into that either. Uh, you couldn't have scripted it any better uh, for his uh, debut on American soil. Uh, he uh, he is, uh, his estimated adjusted earnings are at $1.4 billion. And Floyd Mayweather at $1.4 billion. I don't know how much Floyd has left of that $1.4 billion. <laughs> But uh, uh, he hadn't exactly <laughs> been frugal with, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So just when it comes to contracts, I think it makes sense that it is uh, soccer, uh, as we call it, uh, or uh, football, as the rest of the world calls it, uh, because it is the most popular sport in the world. And then I think the, the next sport will probably be basketball. Uh, and then probably followed by baseball and then football. Uh, that's my guess, American football. Uh, but who who will be the first American athlete to or athlete a- in the United States? Maybe because I'm more I think about it, it may not happen with this contract. At, uh, show you Otani. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's the yeah. value of two players, and if you're going to pay a player $500 million a year, or um, what? You're going to pay him $50 million a year, plus he's two players, so it's $100 million a year. So if you signed him for 10 years, that'd be a billion dollars. Is my math yeah. right? Yeah. So, so but just I don't think this year, this year this alone, time. yeah. So Oatani, he's projected to earn $70 million this year. So if he were to sign, say, a 10-year contract yeah. with somebody for his next contract, and you know he's going to make more than $70 million a year because that's what he's making now, I think he would be probably in line to become the first uh, baseball player, not an American, but uh, not American-born, but the first one to, uh, to clear a billion in, in a contract. I mean, it's, uh, that's just uh, that's crazy. Uh, Max Scherzer of the Mets right now, he's the highest paid baseball player, actually tied with uh, Justin Verlander. Uh, they both make $43 million. And then Aaron Judge, he also makes $40 million. So 
uh, yeah, I, the, the salaries in baseball are just uh, in, insane, insane. They're insane everywhere now, and well, of course, it all looks insane from my point of view. But uh, it's an interesting topic, and uh, we'll see if uh, Mbappe ends up being the, the first billion dollar on the planet anyway you mentioned lebron james and yesterday we talked at length about Bronny, and his um, his health is is the same as i think it was yesterday as far as information being released um if you haven't heard he had cardiac arrest on thursday morning no excuse me was it monday morning yeah, monday Let me morning. get my days yep. right uh right there at the usc basketball facility and <coughs> Cardiac arrest. He is immediately taken to the hospital, admitted to intensive care. Uh, shortly thereafter, um, he was released from intensive care. Yeah, that meaning he's probably gone to a private room. But um, scary, scary moment. Um, and everybody's speculating on whether or not he'll play again. And the, the doctors are going to decide that. Um, a lot of people could say they they do or they don't. But um, it's one of those situations where I just said, let's let the Let's let the men and women that are treating him decide exactly what they want to do from here. But and I don't know if you've read anything different between uh, Monday and now, but his condition is still the same, correct? Uh, yeah, I think they're just uh, doing a, a, a ton of tests and uh, just trying to determine what actually what what the event was and what caused it. And uh, just trying to, to figure out, is he at risk for having another cardiac arrest or not? And, um, you know, I, I go back to Hank Gathers. And I know medicine and everything was a lot oh, wow. different with uh, in the late 80s. But if you remember, Hank Gathers, he collapsed during a game during his senior season. And it was determined by doctors, by his doctors that his collapse was caused by exercise-induced ventricular tachycardia, And so he was allowed then continue to play. And what happens a few months later, uh, he collapsed again and was pronounced dead uh, shortly after. And that is obviously not something we want to ever, ever happen again. And so I, I'm, I'm absolutely positive they are just going to uh, err on the side of extreme, extreme caution before uh, Bronny James is, uh, is cleared to do any sort of uh, vigorous physical exercise until they have a very uh, clear understanding of what is, uh, what is going on with him. And, uh, boy, it, it just it, it sure would be heartbreaking if uh you know if this ends up being something so serious and and we don't know we don't know want to make that very clear but it would be heartbreaking if this is something so serious that uh it ends his basketball career before it begins before it really begins but the most important thing as we know is his health uh, just like everyone you know, it's uh, you can complain about a lot of things in your life, but once your health takes a turn, as you are very well aware, man, once your health takes a turn, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters, <laughs> and and so th- this is what this is what really uh, needs to be the focus here. 
You know, one of the things that I remember about the unfortunate passing of Hank Gathers is that uh, Loyola Marymount was um, in the tournament, I believe, or getting close to going into the tournament. And uh, he had passed, and one of his teammates, Bo Kimball, you remember what he did? I do. In a game. I do. Uh, he did he, it in every game. Every game that they, the, every game that that they won, uh, yes, he shot his first free throw uh, left-handed, in in honor of Hank, because Hank, uh, he was a left-handed player. I believe he led the country in scoring that year, and wasn't that a Paul Westfall offense yes, there? It was. Yeah, and they just ran up and down the court, up and down the court. And, uh, and Bo Kimball also was just a tremendous player, but a, a right-handed player. And so he, to honor his, uh, his, his uh, fallen brother, he shot every free throw, or sorry, the first free throw of every game left-handed. And guess what happened? He hit, he hit every single one. I mean, it was, it was really, it was one of the most touching, powerful stories I can remember and I was just a kid back then, and I just, uh, you couldn't help but just well up with tears every time you saw him do that. The um, Alabama base basketball following will remember that Alabama had to play them in California, and Wimp tried to slow the game down. He still thinks he made a mistake doing there. I don't know. Uh, he kept it in the 60s, and Alabama certainly had a chance to win it. But, uh, boy, that's... Uh, Let's go on a, a ways back, 33 years, 34 years, something like that. Hey, when we get back, we'll talk uh, Alabama sports and a lot more with our friend Mick Gillespie. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. Tell us a little bit about on, on on three sports and the association. In late. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world renowned cigar and spirits destination. From T-Town to the Plains this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Back on Big Noon Sports, Matt Mars. Hey, Justin. I hope you're doing all right. 
Uh, Mick Gillespie joins us now. Mick's a longtime uh, guest on this show. We appreciate all of his contributions. Never know where he is because he's doing so many minor league baseball games. Where are you today, Mick? Are you on the boat? Are you doing the coast? Are you in the mountains? Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm still working on getting Mick here. <laughs> he's not picked up his phone, but I'm, st- I'm working on it. I'm trying. Well, uh, that's okay. Um, you know, Matt, I, I did want to uh, get into and uh, with Mick and, uh, and and you just about the uh, bipartisan bill uh, that uh, was introduced yesterday by Senators uh, Tommy Tuberville here of Alabama, of course, as we know, and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, who uh, just so happens was one of Nick Saban's best friends growing up. And this bill was aimed at uh, addressing, um, obviously, the name, image, and likeness issue in college sports. And the bill is uh, titled Protecting Athletes, Schools, and Sports. And so it's the acronym is PASS, P-A-S-S. Uh, it's called the PASS Act of, of 2023. And this uh, is the culmination of a, a year-long sort of investigation into it, into what can be done to set federal guidelines on what's happening with uh, with uh, the, the sports and, or sorry, with college sports. But um, we'll get into it in a second. Mick, how are you doing? Where are you? What's going on? Yeah, so uh, where am I? I'm in um, Madison, Alabama right now, getting ready for some uh, Smokies baseball against the trash pandas tonight awesome awesome um i I was just going over the uh the the bill introduced by senator manchin and senator tuberville don't know if you've had a chance to really look at it uh yet uh, with any uh in, in any substance um And so basically, uh, here, if I can just try to go over just the, uh, the, 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 the major points of it is that, um, it, it essentially you would have to stay at a school for three years before you can transfer unless there is a death in the family, unless uh, the head coach leaves or unless your position coach leaves. And uh, it would make it illegal for states to pass laws that permit college athletes to share revenue with uh, schools and conferences uh, that generate so much money. And the NCAA is behind this thing. And and we'll get into more details in a bit, but uh, the NCAA president, Charlie Baker, called the legislation, quote, a major step in the right direction. Just from your understanding of it, um, is this too much sort of pro, like NCAA side and not enough pro player? Or have you had a chance to really analyze what is in uh, this bill? And it, it it is complicated. Yeah, look, it is complicated. And I, I, I can tell you that um, Shannon Terry with On3 has been a guy who's um, been out there kind of trumpeting that something, need, you know, would be a good idea for some of this stuff to get done, you know, like because there's it, – it's the Wild West, and if they don't get a hold of this, then – 
the NCAA is probably not going to like what the outcome is going to be. But, you know, to me, I like the NIL idea. The problem is, is that it's turned into a professional sports league now. And not, that's not what amateur athletics are supposed to be. So there's got to be a balance. You know, back, I've talked about this before, you know, being at University of Maryland and Joe Smith is the best player on the basketball team. You go in the team store and they've got the number 32 jersey, which is obviously him. And he's not making any money off of that. You know, that's unfair. But what we're, what we're seeing now where Texas A&M is paying every single player in, in their recruiting class before they've even stepped on the field, that's not what it was supposed to be. And so I, I, there has to be a balance between, you know, amateur athletics and guys being able to uh, take advantage of the, the profits that they're creating for the university. Um, I feel like if, they, if if players want to go pro, then they need to go pro, you know, go play in the XFL, you know. So I, I do value the educational part of it. Um, and I hope that they, they pass something because the, the direction that the game's going right now is not a good direction. It's, it's not good to see, your, you know, LSU paying all the good baseball players to go there. You're not supposed to have the first and second round, the first and second overall pick on the same team. Oh, and they transferred in, you know, like, and that's going to continue to happen because, you know, there, it's, it, there's not a level playing field as far as who has the money to go out and pay. Um, but if they want to make it a professional sports league, then let's do that. But that's not what it's supposed to be. So I, I hope that I haven't read the legislation, but I hope they figure this out soon. And, and just one more thing, Matt. Uh that uh, this bill would establish a regulator who oversees agents and the collectives, uh, and it would also establish a uniform NIL contract for athletes uh, and create a public website that would publish all NIL data without revealing the names of the athletes and require contracts to be disclosed within 30 days. I don't know. Uh, it sounds just like you're uh, you're just you're adding layers and layers of bureaucracy to this. Uh, uh, who knows? I, the the initial reaction so far has been, I think, uh, tepid, uh, to uh, put it mildly, uh, about well, whether or not well, this is. Yeah, go ahead. Well, let's just say this, Lars. I mean, maybe that isn't bureaucracy. Maybe it's transparency. You know, and I think that's the thing that's bothered us about college athletics from the very beginning, you know, that we know that guys are getting paid, especially in football, and we pretend like it's not happening, and then now it's out in the open. But one of the biggest concerns I have, and I'm going to go back to this because it really changed my outlook on college football, is the officiating in the Alabama-Tennessee game. And maybe it was or maybe it wasn't based off of, you know, somebody making money. But it could have been, right? And then we saw what happened with the baseball coach, and we've seen what happened at Iowa State. Gambling is a big deal. I I enjoy it, you know. But what I'm afraid of is that when you have all of these outside entities that are paying, look, you're paying a guy to be at school, they owe you. They work for you, whether you think so or not. I mean, they do, you know. You're paying them, and... You, the the outcome of these games could could certainly be um, compromised by whoever's paying these NIL deals, these these big boosters. 
So I, I love the idea of having the transparency. I'd love to know who's getting paid what. And maybe even if you said it's not even, they're not going to tell you what, what athlete it is. You know, I heard Peyton Manning, uh, or not Peyton, but um, uh, uh, Arch. Arch Manning. Yeah. yeah. I told you guys, like, when you thought he was coming to Alabama, I heard he was getting $15 million to go to Texas from a good source. That means he was always going to Texas. Unless you had sixteen million to give them, right? So, to me, I think that having having some kind of paper trail with the NIL money is a good idea. Here's one thing that I read uh, that is of great interest. Uh, they want to standardize NIL rules. We we've kind of been through that, but and provide long term health care for college athletes. Now. Uh, on the surface, it's, wow, what a great idea. They're going to give to their university and they're going to give to their fans. And by golly, let's do something like that. But then I have to pause, guys. How costly, especially with medical today, how costly would it do to set up even a small long-term health care for these people? Lars? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I mean, uh, uh, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, I, I know and, how much it I, is for my family. And yeah, yeah, you know. I, I do too. Um, and gosh, uh, I, I actually like this idea, but uh, it's. Uh, I mean, we're just like going down different rabbit holes here, yeah. uh, and w- w- we'll see. We'll, we'll. I mean, you know the. The first draft of a bill never resembles the final draft of a bill. And who's to say that this thing even gets out of committee, right? Like uh, there's there's many, many miles to travel. Uh, a lot of amendments will be added on. Uh, lines will be deleted. And then and who knows if it'll even come up for a final vote. I think, Nick, you mentioned it. Nothing gets done before an election. Nothing. <laughs> so, no. so I, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, Mick, uh, d- different different topic here. Uh, Bronny James in, in the news that he suffered a, a cardiac arrest during practice on Monday morning. Uh, just your reaction to, to hearing that. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm kind of like everyone else. You know, I'm, I'm just curious as to how he's gonna how he's doing i mean i I obviously i hope he's he's okay um i i wonder if he had the COVID shot i had it you know and then you know there's been a lot a lot of side effects from this that we don't know what the what what we took you know i did all of them and then all of a sudden you know i I, there's a lot of questions about that in my mind and you wonder if he had that shot and if there's a, a you know a relation to that and what happened with the buffalo bills guy you know this year and stuff so i i just hope that the kid's all right and um and hopefully it's just something that they can fix easy but we all remember when um when gathers was you know shooting the free throw and, and died in the middle of a basketball game so you know some of the sometimes it might not have anything to do with it you know with a shot i mean it just could be some kind of heart defect i don't know well, let's let let's let the doctor sort it out. But um, yeah. right now, you just uh, hope that he continues to get better, and uh, particularly long term, that um, the skilled basketball player can continue with his trade. So, hey, let's talk some baseball here. 
Uh, has anything surprised you since the All-Star break? You know, I'll tell you what. First off, uh, the Orioles are good, a good team, and they're really good. And, 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 and are they serious about going and getting Shohei Otani? Because they're the one organization, which I don't think they should trade away their prospects, but they've got the they've got the collective group that they could make a package that the Angels could not resist to get rid of Otani. Baltimore is, I mean, you, you look at the roster and one of those names are recognizable, but they're, they're right now the best team in baseball. And, uh, and that's really saying something, you know, because the Braves are a, a really good team too. Um, so that surprised me. I mean, just what direction this trade deadline is going to take us is really what I'm keeping an eye on right now. But, um, the Orioles pass in Tampa Bay, who got off to that amazing start, is something to keep an eye on. And you know what? Uh, Bruce Bochy can manage. I mean, yes, we, we kind of knew that when he won three World Series with the Giants, but <laughs> he's still got juice left in the tank. And don't sleep on the Rangers. I could see the Rangers going out at the deadline, making some moves to, uh, to get some more pitching. Um, and I wouldn't want to get into a series against a team managed by Bruce Bochy that – you know, that is too young to realize they're not supposed to win. Mick, uh, about, I don't know, two weeks ago, we had uh, Wade Boggs on the show. And not only did we talk about his epic night of uh, having 72 beers on a cross-country <laughs> flight from Boston he to LAX. He straight up. He, he did. Up. He did. He said he was blessed to do two things in his life, hit a baseball and drink a lot of beer. <laughs> but uh, he, he, he He's also, a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. But he also mentioned that the one player today that he would pay to watch is Otani. And it, can you explain to me, and I, because I don't understand this, I'm not a baseball guy, and and to our listeners, why in the world would the Angels trade this guy, even if they're out of contention this year? Well, because look, it, the Angels probably aren't going to be able to keep him. I don't think he's going to go back there. They've had, you know, I don't know, four seasons with him. They haven't contended this year. They're barely, you know, in the wild card mix. And I just, he's going to demand so much money. I mean, we, we don't even know how much money he could possibly get because we've never had a player that's uh, an ace pitcher and an ace hitter in our lifetime. And we, we called him the Japanese Babe Ruth. But remember, Babe Ruth wasn't, he didn't, they didn't let him do this when he went to the Yankees. So he won that last World Series of Sox and got traded, you know, so that the, the owner could put on a theater performance and um and then after that he just became the bambino the thought the swat right he didn't he didn't pitch anymore um how about being able to go to a series and watch him hit for a couple games and then pitch one and then come back and hit again you know he's he's electric he's he is the best player in the game right now and we're lucky that we're kind of getting to see this what i'm hoping is that with maybe some of the young players that are coming up We'll, we'll look at this and say, hey, you know what? We, instead of giving up pitching or giving up hitting, which is what we demand of our guys when they get drafted or even go to college, there could be some more guys like him out there. I mean, some of the best players that I ever played with and then I've watched are actually really good at the other thing. They're just not allowed to do it, you know? He was in a place in Japan where they let him they let him uh, develop as a pitcher and a hitter and, and look at what he's doing right now. So the Angels, I don't think the Angels have a choice whether he comes back or not, because I think he's he's going to go to the Dodgers or somewhere else. And so the, the best thing for them to do, in my mind, is they could build their organization up 
if they could get the Orioles to give them the holiday kid who's the number one prospect in baseball to, to rent Otani for a, like a couple months, that would be like huge. I don't know that the Orioles would do that, but the Angels need prospects. And they got an opportunity to get them with, uh, by trading Otani, who I don't think they're going to get back. That's why you make that move. Yeah, you make a Herschel Walker-like move. Um, yeah. Where you just it. get so much in return that it's worth the value or, or worth the trade. And the Orioles' farm system, like you just mentioned, is very rich. Uh, Braves' farm system has a good – but they're, he's not going there. Uh, Reds, man, look at what they've done with their farm system. Man, uh, flipped it flipped it in a year. Uh, Mick, can you hang on? We'll keep you a couple more minutes if you're available. Yeah, yeah, All right, sure. We'll do that. To. Take a break on Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Man. Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street, across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to RR and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around, and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Very hot summer afternoon. The sky mostly sunny. The high today, 97. Fair tonight, the low 74. And the sizzling weather continues tomorrow and Friday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 95 and 98. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 93 degrees in Tuscaloosa. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. And our guest is Mick Gillespie. Carrying over from what we were talking about just a couple of minutes ago uh, about Shoei Otani, um, I started doing the math. Lars and I did this earlier that, you know, he's making 60, I think. He is a he's a two-guy player. I mean, he... he he is one player that fills two roster spots, and he's an all-star at both. I mean, does somebody pay him $100 million a year for 10 years, and he becomes the first billion-dollar player, Mick? I mean, it could happen. I mean, you, there's no telling what he's worth right now because we've never had a guy on the market that brings uh, all these different tools to the table, you know. I've heard from people, though, that he's not totally motivated by money. And so I don't know that that maxing out the amount of money that he can make uh, is going to prevent him from maybe taking less and going to the team that he feels like he wants to be at. I, I got a feeling that he wants to win championships. 
And the other thing, and I talked about this, and you guys got to check it out, my new Cubs uh, YouTube channel, which uh, some of our content's blown up this week. The, it's called uh, Cubs um, on YouTube, Cubs Baseball Channel. But I was talking about, like, if Otani came to the Cubs. Like, think about how good he would look in that Cubs uniform. Now, I don't know that the Cubs are going to spend the money on him, but I think he's going to go to one of the big teams, probably the Dodgers, if you had to, you know, if I had to make a bet on it. But I, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Yankees uniform. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in uh, Red Sox or Giants or even the, even the Cubs. I mean, I could see one of these owners going, you know what? This is the best player that we've had. Even if he gets hurt pitching, you can still use him as a hitter. And um, and once he gets to one of these big markets, you think he's, you think that we talk about him now. Put him in a Yankees uniform, and all of a sudden it's like. Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio type stuff. Well, if you do that, he's immediately going to go into a slump. Huh. <laughs> he might. <laughs> he might. Uh, Mick, uh, quick question here on college football. Um, if you remember back in 2010, Jim Trestle, he made false statements to NCAA investigators. What happened? He got fired uh, he uh, was given a five-year show cause penalty by the NCAA, and he even got suspended six games in the NFL when he tried to consult for the Colts. Well, guess what? Jim Harbaugh just did the exact same thing, and it looks like he's going to be suspended for four games. What What's going on here? Yeah, like um, I used to work at a fit at a pet store, and uh, I saw this, this story a couple of weeks ago where a guy in Oklahoma caught a paku in a pond. Right? It looks just like a piranha, except they they don't eat the you know they're not going to eat the flesh off of you like a piranha. I mean, they look almost identical, but the, the teeth aren't as sharp. Right? That's the NCAA right now. They're the paku. They used to be the piranha. You know, they used to just eat you all the way down to the bones. And now all of a sudden, you know, like they'll just settle for your arm, you know, like it's, it, it really has changed a lot. Um, but it's because they don't really have any power anymore, particularly over college football. So I, I saw that. I thought, you know what? This guy's going to miss four games. All these games are easy wins. And then he's going to be right back on the sideline. And uh, it, it, that feels like a big slap on the wrist to me. Yeah, and although it's apples to oranges, I wonder if Jeremy Pruitt's going, what? Of course, now he literally paid players, his wife did. Uh, I think that the majority of the NCAA penalties against uh, Michigan are those of uh, illegal contact, particularly during the pandemic. Um, and that's not as severe. I guess it's just actually going up and giving a player $10,000. But um, it's food for thought. I also saw that Northwestern is uh, the players that they were going to send, the three players, to Big Ten Media. They've decided not to go amidst the controversy or concerning the football program. you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of surprised by that whole deal. Um, and... Yes, I, when you get put in a situation where you're going to be asked a question that you might not want to answer, um, and sometimes the best thing to do is just not to put yourself in a situation where you're going to be asked that question. You know, I remember when the Smokies were, you know, talking about building a new stadium, but it was still like kind of under wraps, and um, they're like, "Hey, just you know, kind of stay off of the 
you know, out of the news right now. <laughs> like, okay. Because if, they, if somebody gets you in an interview, they ask you about it, you know, you don't want to lie, but you can't tell the truth, you know? So uh, the, the players are there, you know, there's always two sides to every story. I think we talked about that when the news broke um, and, you know, who knows what really happened there, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, a, these, it's just the sports about the players, you know, and if they don't feel comfortable going into the locker room or, they feel like the coach is, uh, you know, is racist or something like that. I mean, they have a right to say something about it and do something about it. And that's what happened in that situation. Mick, uh, you know, I got to ask you this. Last I saw, a sports book in Vegas has Ty Simpson as the favorite to be the starting quarterback <laughs> yeah. for Alabama. Yeah. Are you with Are you with that sports book? Yeah, I mean, I've said that from the beginning. Yeah, you have. You, you've been consistent. Yeah, I mean, look, I still think this is Ty Simpson's job. You know, I'm not sold by by Buckner at all. I mean, honestly, when they went and signed him, it made me nervous because, you know, after seeing his, his performance against Marshall at Notre Dame and, and even the game that he had against uh, uh, South Carolina, which he did a lot of things right, he also threw a lot of picks too, you know. I, I, I just feel like Ty Simpson is the guy who needs to take over. He's the guy that can – can uh, basically get that job and we'll see what happens in fall camp. But if you ask me to bet, I still think that Ty Simpson's the guy who's going to end up with that job. One of the reasons I might lean in that direction is because it looks like Alabama's moving the offense to include more runs and therefore you, you don't need a Bryce Young. Well, everybody needs a Bryce Young. But here what I'm talking is that uh, I think Ty Simpson of the three that I've seen is, is probably a better game manager. Wow. Well, I, look, guys, Alabama's going back to a big, strong offensive line. They're going to run the football this year, and they just don't need someone that's going to make mistakes at the quarterback spot. I remember Mike Johnson telling me one time, we were talking about a former Alabama quarterback that didn't really have a lot of skills, but still won a national championship. And he said, who doesn't win with Nick Saban at quarterback? I mean, you look back to who isn't the time he was at LSU and the time he was at Alabama, you know, up until recently, the quarterback was just another position on the football field. You know, that changed when, you know, Alabama had this influx of uh, first round pick QBs and, and it really, uh, really hit the the mountaintop with Bryce, you know, who's the, the greatest quarterback that Alabama's ever had, their first Heisman winner. But you can win football games, just like Georgia showed us last year, with a guy that Stetson Bennett would not have started on Alabama's team any of those years he won a national championship. Any of them. He would have been a backup. And, and he might have been a third-string guy. But they still won. And I think that's the point that Nick Saban from the time that he started up until recently has always kind of shown us that it doesn't you don't have to have a star quarterback to win you have to have a good football team hey as we go out here mick why don't you tell us where people can follow mick gillespie the broadcaster yeah you got to check out the uh the, the youtube channel i mean uh, subscribe to it uh cubs baseball channel on youtube charlie walter and i with uh, former Cubs uh, scouting director Tim Wilkin talking about uh, Cubs baseball. We talk about all baseball, but uh, please uh, check it out. Give us a like and subscribe as, uh, you know, we, we put all these different things out there with, uh, well, with the draft, uh, with the uh, deadline, the trade deadline coming next week. Thank you, Mick. 
Thanks, Nick. Good, See you guys next week. Yep. Thanks, buddy. We'll do it again. Have a good broadcast. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. We're at halftime. Presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square media station. One man to beat, you can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. More Big Noon Sports coming up. And that's exactly what we're doing. Big Noon Sports presented by Haley Sensing, You can home mortgage. Lars, Justin, Matt, all with you. Uh, Media Days gets a, a lot of attention, and rightfully so. And, of course, last week uh, with the SEC, um, I mean, that's pretty much what we did every day is, is talk about <clears throat> the conversations between the media and the coaches and the media and the players, and uh, that served its purpose. But this year, uh, I don't know. Am I just more aware or I can't remember what they were doing in the Big Ten a year ago? Or does it seem <clears throat> to you that the Big Ten has uh, far more headlines than the SEC did? Yeah, uh, I mean, of course, starting with uh, Northwestern, as as you mentioned earlier, that uh, the players decided not to uh, attend uh, Big Ten media days because they didn't want to, um, I don't know, turn it into a circus of, of sorts and, and uh, answer questions about the hazing scandal that cost uh, Pat Fitzgerald his job. Um, and you and I, we, we've talked about this and we have a little differing views on it. I, I think uh, I think the players should have gone and, uh, and just, uh, you know, ahead of time uh, issue a written statement uh, outlining exactly sort of how they feel or, you know, just say whatever you want to say. And then uh, at the end of the statement, tell uh, everyone that this is all we're going to comment on it. We're not going to say anything more because it's an ongoing investigation and uh, we just we can't we can't get wrapped up in it. And uh, I know there's a other side to this and I, I do want to hear hear from you, Matt. Um, but it, it, to me, when 
you are confronted with a uh, like uh, a a public relations issue when you are in crisis mode it is typically best i think to share more information rather than less because when you share less and when you don't show up to a scheduled event it just uh, raises more issues uh, with the media. I mean, if, he, if, if, if Northwestern thinks that this story is going away just because they're not showing up at Big Ten Media Days. Well, uh, that's kind of silly. Well, I mean. They're not going to think that. Well, I, I'm just, uh, this, well, then why not confront it head on? Why not confront well, it? it depends on whether, are, are the players the one that are really deciding this? Are they truly concerned like that it. they're going to be creating a circus if that is the case and that's the way i read it then i understand because it doesn't matter if you make a statement people are still going to ask you know that you know the media will or what they usually do is if you make a statement they're not taking questions on they will ask something that relates to it forcing the player to make some kind of an adjacent response now i have thought about this from a logistic standpoint that if the players went, and I'm assuming their procedure is much like it is in the SEC where you go from room to room to room, well, with each player, um, you have um, a Big Ten uh, associate commissioner in charge of media, whatever, and the SID from Northwestern. And it may sound like a pain, but it's the way to handle it, I think, in, in my media experience is that they both collectively or, or one says, all right, guys, here's the deal. No questions about this, all right? Um, let's talk about football. And perhaps that will diffuse some of the media questions. As I said just a minute ago, not really sure that it will. People are going to ask. They'll ask them in the hall. You know, they'll ask them when they yeah. go to the buffet line. Somebody will get over there and ask them again and again and again. And, you know, that's kind of a reporter's duty. However, if you've been told by the conference and by Northwestern not to do that, you, I mean, you respect that, right, Lars? Uh, well, yeah, uh, there are ways to ask questions where you do kind of a, an end around. <laughs> yeah, sure. and, you're, and you're right. We both asked them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I see both sides. But I, if I were advising them, I would say go. And uh, But, you know, I, I, I do see why they aren't. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I did want to go over just... Uh, Let me just uh, add, add yeah. one more thing that you brought up when we did our podcast, Twister.fm, James and Ryan Spann is that even if they didn't want to go, they were worried about the circus, in the overall view, I think it's a bad look. And whether or not they wanted to avoid the circus, which I think is true, um, it's a better look if they go and try and confront it. Because it's, you know, when you look at it now and you're, you're reading this in Santa Fe, New Mexico, you're thinking, God, what a cluster. But anyway, I'll let you continue on. Yeah, uh, they're in a tough situation. They're in a really, really tough situation. Did they just make it tougher? Yeah, uh, it, it's. Uh, I, I, I don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer here. Uh, and and you know, 
I think you may have just convinced me, actually. <laughs> I think, uh, and, and hey, and I'm willing to admit, like everybody needs to have an open mind, right? And uh, I think now you've 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 swayed me. Um, but this will be. Yeah, but you swayed uh, me on the image look, so I think what, what, what's happening you know what? this is, this is we're, we're slowly <laughs> creeping towards the middle. Yeah, uh, this will be a fun uh, debate uh, that I have with my journalism students once classes get rolling around here in uh, in about uh, in about a month or so. Um, if if we still even remember what happened at Big Ten Media Days, but. Let's just kind of go through uh, in, in for the remainder of this segment and next segment before we have our, our next guest, just some of the storylines in, in the Big Ten. And I, I think number one is Michigan. And beyond the fact that uh, Harbaugh is going to miss those four games and, you know, uh, is it fair? Is the Does the punishment... Uh, is it a little light compared to the fact that Jim Tressel absolutely got obliterated and his career was ruined because he did the exact same thing that Jim Harbaugh did? No, it's not fair. But uh, the NCAA today, as opposed to when Tressel was the head coach at Ohio State, um, it's a it's a different ball game. But it, what it will do, if it's even possible, is just increase the intensity level of the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. Uh, I was trying to get Matt Finkus on today, who's kind of our Ohio State correspondent, right? Who was an All-American defensive end at Ohio State. And I just wanted to ask him, so what do you think about Jim Harbaugh? And then you and I could have just sat back for oh, about hell. 20 minutes. <laughs> he could go Brando on us. <laughs> yeah, he could have gone Brando on us. Uh, that's offered- not... That is a, not a criticism. A, a, a 15 minute soliloquy on why he <laughs> hates uh, Jim Harbaugh. But, um, but okay, so you just look at this uh, Michigan team. Uh, they lost to TCU somehow, somehow in the college football playoff semifinals. Last year, they were 9 and 0 in the Big Ten, 13 and 1 overall. And man, they get they get almost everybody back, uh, including uh, quarterback J.J. McCarthy, and arguably the best running back tandem in the country in Blake Corum and, and Donovan Edwards. And I, I think uh, Michigan is just going to cruise through the the bulk of their schedule. Uh, they do have uh, games against Penn State and Ohio State. And that will ultimately determine whether or not they win the Big Ten. But I think on paper, uh, in the eight years that Jim Harbaugh has been in Ann Arbor, I think this is his best team, Matt. Well, we'll see. My other questions are um, that would concern Penn State, James Franklin, that situation. Um, is uh, Ohio State worthy of yet an, another chance at winning a national championship? The it all comes down to one thing, really, though, Lars. It's um, how they're going to play. Um, I think if you take the top three in the Big Ten and the top three in the SEC, a lot of people aren't going to want to hear this, but uh, I think they're pretty evenly matched. So, uh, We've been talking a lot about media days, and something happened at one of the media days. In this case, it's the American, the AAC, that... Uh, <laughs> Man, I, I felt the coach's frustration, but then again, considering how they don't like to answer questions, it was quite odd. You'll hear that 
on the other side of this break. Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very hot summer afternoon. The sky mostly sunny. The high today, 97. Fair tonight, the low 74. And the sizzling weather continues tomorrow and Friday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 95 and 98. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 93 degrees in Tuscaloosa. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Any other questions for Coach? That's it? Three questions? Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. <laughs> so that, that, we get that message. Thank you. That is uh, the 49ers head coach, uh, Charlotte. 49ers as uh, Biff Pogey uh, with a with a uh, a, a little uh, a cool reaction I thought actually you know I said going to the break most coaches just uh, they really don't like doing these media car washes and they just kind of put up with it but he only got three questions in what I'm assuming would be a segment that's supposed to last 10 or 15 minutes and um, he I think made a pretty good point, Lars. Uh, three questions. You picked us last. What do I? Why should I care about y'all? <laughs> he didn't say that. I'm saying that for him. You know, he is uh, quite the character. Yeah, quite the character. Um, his legal name, by the way, is not Biff. I have no idea what it is, but it's not Biff. Um, well, who would and, take that on purpose? <laughs> I don't know. And uh, right now I'm looking at a picture of what he once wore on the sideline of a nationally televised high school game. And it is uh, uh, suns out, guns out. Uh, he's got like, <laughs> it's just like a, a cutoff T-shirt that has some sort of zip down, but it's a... Uh, He's he's flashing the guns, and his uh, profile picture on Twitter is an image of an egg. There's no context of that. 
Uh, and he uh, he recently got into a Twitter battle with a, a rival coach who took aim at his own boosters. And, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he speaks his mind. And Charlotte football, um, they won just three games last year. And they entered 2023 as the, uh, as, let's just face it, as, as most likely they're going to be the worst team in the American Athletic Conference. If they don't finish in last place, it's going to be a surprise. But apparently it's going to be a surprise for Biff. <laughs> because Biff yeah. was miffed. Uh, I just made that up, uh, and he, he's. I think he's using this as uh, the the you know this is like the oldest motivational uh, card one can pull as a coach. Like, hey, they're doubting us. Let's get some motivation. And so, as he stood at the podium during AAC media days, which uh, you know was attended by about seven reporters. Uh, he received three questions about his program. And yes, other other coaches did receive up to 10 questions. And, and uh, of course, you know, he was, uh, Biff was keeping count. And uh, no, most certain he's going to turn that into bulletin board material. But, uh, you know, rather than just exiting the podium with a little bit of grace and dignity after three questions and just going on about his day, uh, he let his frustration known. And he called out the media, he slammed the podium, and he stormed out. I mean, it was uh, it was a pretty epic display, I really. I liked I mean, it. Uh, yeah, his, uh, he's got a no-nonsense approach to the sport, and uh, he's actually had some success at, at his previous stops. And um, I don't know. I, like, maybe maybe he's worth, like, maybe it's worth, like, running through a wall for this guy. I don't, you know, what, what, what's your what's your take on this? Like, at first I thought this was ridiculous, but the, the more I uh, looked into it, I, I kind of like it. The guy's got the, the guy's got a chip on his shoulder, yeah. and he's going to hey. let you know about it. It's the size of Charlotte. I like <laughs> it so much. Justin, can you re-cue it? I'd like to hear it again one more time and try and uh, read into his voice, his temperament there. Have you got it ready, Justin? Can you play it, please? Give me two seconds. I'll get back up. All right. All right. So, let me know when ready because um, I liked it. And I, I think it's also worth noting that this is the conference that UAB's moving into. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had looked at the schedule, but... Uh, and UAB was picked eighth in that league, and I guess one of the reasons is because of Charlotte. Because I guess they have 12 there now. Um, uh, Charlotte picked below UAB, the new newcomers, but... Uh, uh, this this program has a history of being bad. A couple of years ago, they had a really good season, but uh, you don't Probably normally for think. You, whenever you want. It. All right, here is uh, here's Biff. Oh, Biff. Oh, Biffy. Because you have us ranked last, that's all what you thought. Any other questions for Coach? That's it? Three questions? Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. 
So that that we get that message. Thank you. Yeah, I want to make questions? sure I heard the last part where he just pounds and he he gives one swift fist to the podium there to emphasize his point. But um, it sounded to me we another reason message. why I want to listen you. to it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a fist to the fist to the podium. But um, it was also curious because it sounded like the guy that the guy on the mic, um, you know, somebody laughed or or gave a guffaw in there. Did you hear that? I'm not. I guess I'm yeah. overanalyzing this, but um, I, I don't think it was Biff. Um, I think he was legitimately hacked off and. Lars, I think you made a really good point, uh, point just a minute ago, and I said, boy, is that going to hit home in a locker room? Yeah. Um, they don't his, think his, we're his relevant real name enough is, to uh, ask questions. His, 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 uh, his given name is Francis Xavier. And, um, wow, that's not much better than Ziff. <laughs> and he, uh, no he was uh, the associate head coach at Michigan from 2021 to 2022. Um, and, uh, he, uh, I don't know. He, he I don't know. <laughs> like I, I, I suddenly have interest in Charlotte football and that is a sentence I have never said, nor did I think I would ever say that, but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. He does have, uh, let's see, 15,000 followers on Twitter. Um, wonder how much that has risen in the last day or so. <laughs> this happened yesterday, by the way, for those that know. So maybe uh, a lot of people hadn't seen it or heard it. But, uh, you know, um, on a really hazy, steamy July 26th afternoon, I thought that was worth throwing in there just because if no other reason, I just thought it was very, very interesting. And, you know, media is usually clamoring to ask as many questions as they can. You usually have to be cut off, even at the AAC level. Um, but I still uh, am a little interested in the Francis Xavier. Is that it? Yeah. Would you take yeah. Biff over Francis Xavier, Lars? Uh, I don't know. I might go with FX. <laughs> You're a TV network. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in- interesting stuff here. Um, but, uh, yeah. Hey, you say, did you just say he was uh, an assistant? Assistant head, head coach, coach? Associate head coach. At Michigan. At, at Michigan, okay. yeah. And um, that was last year? Uh, yes, I believe so. Twenty tw- uh, Let me see. He's 64. He's from Baltimore. He's, he makes a million dollars a year. And he went to Duke, uh, played offensive line at Pitt, and he was the associate head coach at Michigan. Um, and uh, he is, um, he spent three years prior to that as a off-the-field analyst at Michigan, and he's really close with Jim Harbaugh. So, uh, Wouldn't you ask questions about Harbaugh in Michigan? Maybe the reporters here just... Maybe well, most of them were at lunch. Yeah, or maybe it was after lunch and, you know, reporters got a, a full belly of food and just kind of sleepy and I don't know. <laughs> like it's just, it, it was an overreaction. 
but uh, but from now, you know, we should try to like make uh, during the season. Let's have a, a a a Biff update once a month just to see how things are going at Charlotte. I'll make it's, a note uh, of that. Let's do. And uh, during the break here, I'll look up and see if uh, UAB travels there or they travel here. Or you can yeah. probably do. You're so fast, you could probably do it right now. But uh, that's, uh, that's old Biff. Biff Updates. Maybe we could sponsor that. <laughs> A podium con- company. Um, anyway, uh, just a bit of a left turn there just to throw something else in there concerning media days. We'll continue monitoring all of them, all of them as we do here on Big Noon Sports. Coming up, uh, Kip Tyner, who is a household name in the city of Tuscaloosa. Um, I have worked alongside this guy several years, particularly early in our career, but he has uh, some information he wants to pass along concerning Tiger Woods that I think is very, very cool and uh, great for Tuscaloosa. That's coming up on Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. Indeed it is. Presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Matt, Lars, Justin, the gang is all here. Welcome in our special guest, Kip Tyner. Just to give you a brief history, he and I worked together at uh, the old TBC, 15th Street School of Broadcasting. It's uh, many, oh. a, many a fine broadcaster did. Um, remember, had, we had a teletype in the size of a closet? <laughs> yes, uh, anyway. <laughs> I can still hear it some nights. You know what? Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Know, my, you have to give me a lot of credit, Matt. I brought you the best cup of coffee many mornings. No question. No, <laughs> Kip could make one and jump out of the mug and slap you across the face. Uh, That's right. But we were a big old family mug. <laughs> we were. Uh, I was doing morning on air, and you were doing morning on air news, and uh, we had a lot of fun. But uh, then I think we probably touched base again at thirty-three TV. So, uh, longtime friend, but uh, of course, many know you in the Tuscaloosa in, in the listening area, Tide. Um, as the city councilman for the city of Tuscaloosa. And you, you sent me a message or something a couple of weeks ago. It was about Tiger Woods, and I went, Kip, Tiger, what's going on? So <laughs> I guess I'm just going to let you pick it up from there because it's a really cool project. It is amazing, Matt, and thank you for the time. Uh, this, I'm, In fact, I'm sitting here right now watching about eight bulldozers uh, working uh, frantically on Tiger Woods pop stroke. Um, I was able to meet with what I call Tiger's people um, probably eight months ago and to an announcement that they had chosen Tuscaloosa um, 
you know, I'm currently the president of the city council, but this actually is in my district, the, the pop stroke, but uh, Alberta maybe city a, area. Yes, sir. And right in between Alberta and, uh, and, uh, and the university, exactly, um, exactly in the midpoint. Um, so, um, I, my district includes much of, much of, uh, the, all the sports complexes, softball stadium and all of that over there too. But pop stroke is the first, it's the first one that Tiger Woods has chosen to be in a college town. Um, they have them in major cities in Glendale, Arizona, Houston, Texas, where they have over a half a million visitors a year. Um, They've got an indoor one in Chicago. Um, they've got, uh, about, I think, three in the Orlando, St. Pete area, more along Jupiter, more along where their headquarters is. Um, but it is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, two um, 18-hole putting courses. Um, and all led by Tiger, he'll have his what I call the A1 images on on the board, and instructing guests how to get a hole in one. <laughs> um, <laughs> along with it will be his own uh, restaurant, um, a, a beer garden, a homemade ice cream parlor, a, a, a children's playground. As they they say, it's from three to eighty three. Uh, Kip, this is uh, Lars Anderson here. Thank you so much for joining us. What what kind of presentation did you have to put together, or did you have to do anything? <laughs> did, did Tiger just uh, you know just do his own uh, research and he he targeted Tuscaloosa? Yes. Well, you know the develop the landowners reached out, and uh, of course we um, very close friends of mine, and they they had some very prime properties looking for something to be not another hotel, not another shopping place, but something that would really um, bring people to Tuscaloosa, something brand new to the market, something for people of all ages. So um, I guess it was, like I said, uh, after the initial contacts were made, there was a meeting here in Tuscaloosa. I do a live TV show every day in, in the Hampton Inn, which is right next to the pop stroke and so eight of his people came and um had their had their plans rolled them out i sat down on the floor and practically cried because <laughs> this was something this is that major venue that we're looking for for alberta that was 65 percent wiped out by the tornado and this was such a huge announcement um that that for two that we were the very first college town um so you know it's it it's just you never one I, one thing i've learned is as to be an accountant i'm also a major advocate recruiter uh for business and um but this is something that i only could dream would happen how big is it? Can you give me acres? It's, it's two. <laughs> yeah. it's two eighteen-hole like, courses. So I, I'm you thinking, know, like, is it? It's not. It's obviously not putt putt, right? <laughs> so well, can you kind of you know, can you paint the picture for us? <laughs> yeah. I can. You know, the um, one thing I can ask people to do, they're your listeners, by the way, which I'm a listener every day. 
um, is going to well, man, I got to I got to have my dose of Matt, you know, and then <laughs> and, and you, Lars, you do a wonderful job as well. Oh, uh, I really love I love radio still, um, but um, it, it you know I wish I had the acreage. I met with their um, marketing team this morning via Zoom um, because we we're planning a huge ribbon cutting and hopefully the man himself will be here for it um and it's now it's going to be november originally they were shooting for september before the texas game um and make it a big because i think tiger wanted to come to alabama texas huh. game himself but but i'm Being Matthew uh, McConaughey. right <laughs> right but it's pushed back to november now uh because they did have some design changes because let me tell you this place is unbelievably it's massive you know there's if you come to tuscaloosa there's um helen keller boulevard harper lee drive two very famous women of course in uh and not only a state history but across the nation people know the killer mockingbird and helen keller but it's all of that vacant land that you see along McFarland Boulevard uh, next to Baumhauer's restaurant and then the Hampton Inn that will all be golf course um, and of course parking and yeah, you know I, it's just it's, it's one of the biggest things I've ever seen <laughs> it's like a little mini Disney World uh, Kip, I uh, was a, a speechwriter for Walt Maddox when Walt ran for governor. Uh, and you being the uh, head of the city council, I'm assuming that you and Walt work very closely together. What? And we don't get into politics in this show, not too much at least. But uh, what, 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 what is your relationship like with Walt and just uh, in 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 in, in in, in bringing projects like this to Tuscaloosa? We couldn't, I don't believe there's ever been a city council president and a mayor that work closer together. Um, we, uh, we, we, we are not political together. Um, and I'm, I'm not a party person. Um, I'm strictly an independent and, and, uh, and always have been. Um, so I'm not in either party, but this is something, let me tell you something that's interesting because Walt, Walt, Walt would appreciate this too because uh, Walt always knows everything before I do. Always. <laughs> I've, been, I've been on the council 26 years now. I've been the longest serving council member in Tuscaloosa um, history. <laughs> and But Walt knows everything. Well, this is one thing I knew. Ah, oh, nice, you, nice. Oh, you had that I over him. I love way. it. I love it. I'm going to use this against him next time I talk to him. <laughs> I kept it secret. I was under such wraps, and Matt knows I love to talk. Uh, I didn't, I only talked to my dog, and, you know, and, and I told my dogs all about it, and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and a cat or two, but um, I, I could not. I was not under non-disclosure. The property owners were, but I didn't breathe a, a word. And then uh, when it came time that they said they wanted the site, then I, ca- I called Walt and told him. And he just, I don't remember him not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> but uh, no, but of course he. Let me tell you, we the, the the Tiger Woods folks told me today in New York that they've never had a city work as fast ever. Uh, we were under an assumed name. I didn't even tell the council. I just I begged the council, trust me, don't ask any questions during voting. Um, we went through zoning, two zonings. We went through ZBA, uh, Board of Adjustments. We went to city council vote. Um, and there never was a mention of Tiger Woods, Pop Stroke, nothing. Because it could have, you know, it could have been a deal breaker if the word had gotten out the way they shouldn't have. I've been around enough to know that, you know, certainly was the case with Mercedes years ago. But uh, the confidentiality was something that they said, and even in New York today, they've never experienced such a quick turnaround by government. Um, because this happened, I mean, you think about it, eight months is relatively nothing uh, to um, within, and, and in other words, less than a year, they're going to have a ribbon cutting. That's just unheard of. What they'll do, by the way, since you kind of asked the course, they basically drop the course in. Mm. So they say they can build both courses in three months. Um, they're grading right now. Um, the grading's almost complete. Uh, the golf courses are absolutely stunning uh, with all the palm trees and, and the, the uh, restaurant is two-story, big balcony, beautiful, beer garden, beautiful. Um, so it's just it's what you would expect out of Tiger Woods. It's, it's absolutely first class. I'm trying to get a visual on this, and I'm looking up Pop Stroke as we speak. But uh, can you can you it? tell us based on what you've seen? Uh, is it like a putt putt miniature golf where it's just par two, uh, or is it uh, one where some's a three, some's a four? Do you know the details yeah. of the actual course? I don't think they have windmills. <laughs> yeah, Tiger wouldn't like that, I don't think. Yeah, 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 and you get your ball back at the end, and it's signed by him. So that's, that's something really neat. Uh, you know, the old putt-putt, you don't get your ball back on the last hole. Uh, and <laughs> and But it looks like it's a little – now, the kids' version, there's, eight, there's two 18-holes. One's for 10 and under, I think. So, it, you know, and um, and the other, it looks – I mean, it looks like a golf course. You know, I mean, but of course, it's uh, it's all putting. They call it a putting course. New York, they call it mini golf, um, and we call it putt putt down here. Um, yeah. But it looks like a real. I mean, it's it. You know, it's the real clubs, and it looks like the real deal. Uh, but it's of course, it's, I I think it's like a putt putt on steroids. You know, it's um, it's absolutely. Just two besides the they bring some kind of grass and it's not real grass and um, they basically I, I envision them bringing down from the helicopter and just dropping it <laughs> I mean you know it's almost like it's, it's in a package and it opens up inflatable and it's ready to go but it, I, I can't wait for that part that's going to be fun to watch to watch and you know this area is really becoming major golf of just a half mile from here, University of Alabama has a $38.2 million uh, regulation golf course. 
being built for the for the teams to play as well as a unbelievable clubhouse uh, and it will be closer to Alberta um, and that's well under construction right now and they're going to have a tunnel an underground tunnel <laughs> that takes you from uh, to cross a very busy street because uh, it's going to be uh, I understand for the UA men's and women's teams and then I'm sure the clubhouse for alumni but that's all within a half mile of each other, both of these. Um, uh, Kip, Kip uh, just oh, no. switching topics really quick. Um, we're about 12 years and a couple months uh, past the uh, horrible events of April 27th, 2011 and the, and the tornadoes that decimated not just Alabama and Tuscaloosa, but much of the South. Where would you say, uh, as a again, as as a as a leader of uh, of Alberta City, not just Alberta City, but all of Tuscaloosa, where, where sure. what would you say the uh, recovery rate is? Like, are we back to almost a hundred percent, or is there still work to be done? Lots of work to be done, and one of the disadvantages people coming through Tuscaloosa to ball games especially travel Alberta. Uh, now, by the way, I, I, I've got to correct you. It's not Alberta City, okay? Oh, that's my bad. Sorry about that. I apologize. <laughs> I started him there. That's my bad. It's Alberta. But um, anyway, anyway, that's a um, that's just being historically correct. But anyway, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a pet, pet peeve of mine. No, that, no we, <laughs> but, hey, we appreciate it. Trust me. <laughs> but Alberta... Um, 65% of my district was destroyed. Oh, 65%. And you think about, of course, I lost my house. I lost I lost everything but myself in that tornado, uh, including my office and my parents' business was completely destroyed. And But I never will forget walking out that day and and not even, I didn't know my house was gone until two days later. But um, the people, and it was like, the immigrants crossing into this country that's what it looked like like a bomb and absolutely gone off and there were just for miles you could see people walking with what possessions they had um of course that part i never ever will forget then then we went through the normal uh, it wasn't normal because nothing in alberta was normal no uh, there was so many different property owners and by the time you spent year or longer doing lot lines dissolving lot lines um, and then, then the then once we got then the insurance companies were sometimes in some were years. Uh, can you imagine the cleanup and all of that? Which none of that was simple. And then the price gouging. I say price gouging again because people started asking a million dollars an acre for their property, and and it just wasn't worth it at that time at all. And the big rumor was big bad UA is going to come by all in Alberta and. So people were jacking their prices up and really, really severely handicapped us. But something that I will share with you guys first, nobody knows this till right now. Um, September, I was able to get an international German company to choose Alberta over Chattanooga and Greenville, South Carolina um, to build. A, it was the SWJ 
you can Google that. You'll be amazed at what they do. But they engineer for Mercedes, Volkswagen, BMW. But they're an independent German company. Their international headquarters, they chose in the end Alberta. And um, so that was huge uh, to get them, even though the most of the people didn't really realize just the magnitude of that. Um, you know, with starting salaries at eighty thousand a year for engineers, and but anyway, I I digress because September fourteenth, right out of Alberta, they're going to uh, on display will be a power wall, which basically will replace the lithium battery, mm. and it was in it was invented and done right here in Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And um, Dr. Kane Kinnear, CEO of SWJ, will um, be in. It'll be on public display for the first time. But basically, it will be a battery that will charge as fast as you can fill your car with gas. Whoa, <clears throat> that has it's monumental huge. consequences, doesn't it? <laughs> it uh, is. It is huge when you think about that. That's and then great. the fact of. That one spot where they located in 2010 was the seventh, seven percent of the city's crime rate was in that one spot, and now you got international German company located there. I, I, that's still numbing to me to think what, how transformative that is. Well, for the greater good, ladies and gentlemen, Kip Tyner, um, city council president in Tuscan. Kip. We could go on and on and on, but we're unfortunately we're out of time. Kip, thanks, hey, man. Listen, we'll talk again want, soon. Thank you. Thanks so yeah. much. Bye-bye. Thanks, thanks Kip. Uh, Love to have you on again. You awesome. Do. Yeah, really. That's cool stuff, man. I did find the website. It, that's not like any putt-putt course I've ever seen. Hey, we'll be back to wrap up this hey, Wednesday Matt, edition Matt, of real Big quick, do, do, do you got, yeah. you got Do you got Tiger's cell? Can we see if he can uh, be a sponsor of our show? Well, I'm... You read my mind. <laughs> when I call Kip at two, I say, who yeah, get, does get, the market? Yeah, get, get, get me uh, in touch with their agency. Because <laughs> yeah. you know they're going to need some. Although yep. I think we just gave them about 20 free minutes. <laughs> so they're, get, they're uh, all Yeah, right? if, they, if it was like eight of Tiger's people who came, get like That's number you. eight. And, no. uh, Anybody. And yes. <laughs> all right, we'll be back to wrap the show up. Big Noon Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very hot summer afternoon. The sky mostly sunny. The high today, 97. Fair tonight, below 74. And the sizzling weather continues tomorrow and Friday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 95 and 98. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Here's a really good note to wrap up that actually Justin Jones, our producer, sent us uh, right before the show. And I'll just read it straight off uh, Twitter. Good news. Wide receiver John Mechie has been cleared to participate in Texans training camp after missing his rookie season with leukemia. Um that that is really really good news uh what a way to come into the nfl and then get cancer and then sit out and beat it now he's 
going to be a training camp. So that is good yeah. news for the former Alabama wide receiver. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be one of the top stories to really uh, monitor throughout the season. And and he could be a real weapon for uh, C.J. Stroud. And um, th- that is a topic I wanted to get into maybe tomorrow of who do we think is going to have a better rookie season, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. And Bryce Young clips right now are just lighting up social media because he had a great practice today. Um, but, Matt, I have to ask you a question. Sure. We both, we both butchered Alberta City, okay? Yeah. What is the biggest mispronunciation or uh, of a city you've ever made? Oh, I'll go man. first. When, when I was a very young writer at Sports Illustrated, I'm sitting in a room full of all these editors, and my top editor is from Texas. And I had to go to Texas to do a story, and I said that I was going to Beaumont, Texas. <laughs> That's uh, a, a big mistake. In the, it, it is. It was. It was really. It's, 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 it, no, it, it's really like one of the most embarrassing things. It's it's Beaumont, Texas, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I said Beaumont, and like everybody laughed at me. And I'm again. I, I was just this hick from Nebraska, and telling them about how I need to go to Beaumont. Oh, it was horrible. Oh man, uh, cities. Uh, sure I've managed to blow a couple. I'll tell you what you did remind me of, and this is not a city, but it's a mispronunciation at its highest. Um, man, I was like, I had just gotten into television. I was running some highlights of, uh, I can't remember if it was the Saints. It may have been the USFL, but Bobby Bear was quarterback. Of course, you, you know what I said. Herbert. Bobby Herbert. Yeah. Man, when I got back into the sports office, you would have thought that George Carlin had been there. I mean, they were throwing papers at me. They were walking in. They're just, man. But, you know, it it is interesting because there's a variation of the pronunciations from here to San Diego. Yeah. And uh, and also, you know what? That Bobby Bear, that, that whole pronunciation thing is a bit on Seinfeld. Where George, George says, Costanza. yeah, he yeah. says it's there's a columnist for the New York Times named Bob Herbert, and yet yes. there's Bobby A. Bear. <laughs> well, uh, I never mispronounced it again, and I'm sure you got Beaumont down. Oh yeah, uh, if we, you, you know, we've got some slow days here, but uh, maybe we ought to go into a segment or two on self-deprecation because. Uh, we're it's funny, all, like you, you and I can just pick mistake. any topic. Oh. We can pick any topic and realize how we mess something up. Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess that's uh, it's a learning experience, but some of that has to do with the fact we've been around a while. Yeah. Anyway, life is uh, all about learning. Yeah, it, and it never stops. Hey, thank you to Kip Tyner and thank you to Mick Gillespie. We'll be back in 22 hours on Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley Sansing. Be safe, everybody. This should get your attention.